This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kerpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and I am so excited today because I got to talk to Lori Satran. Lori is the social media strategy manager at Star Restaurants, which is a restaurant group that has quite a few different types of restaurants under their belt. They're a boutique restaurant company. And so she's marketing for social media for different restaurants, none of which are the same. And so you'll hear about that sort of approach. It's very different from when you're marketing a chain of different locations versus having different kind of strategies and approaches for each of the restaurants. You'll hear the story of her career, which is quite fascinating and does include an exciting stint behind the scenes at the real world. And you will learn all about her career, the lessons she's learned, and about overall as a whole marketing for multiple different audiences. Take a listen. Welcome, Lori, to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm so happy to have you here today, and I would love to hear, just like all of our guests, I'm fascinated by the story of careers, and tell me how you got to where you are today, uh, and just your story. Um, sure. I have uh, an interesting kind of past history, not not necessarily the straightest path to get to where I am, um, but a circular one. Um, I guess you could, I don't know, I think I look at myself as kind of a collector of careers, but I graduated from Drexel University here in Philadelphia with a degree in design and merchandising. And in college, I actually worked for Star Restaurants at one of the restaurants as a hostess. Um, oh, wow. uh, yeah, just, you know, for some weekend money. Um, and then upon graduating, I loved working there so much um, that I ended up taking a management position with the restaurant. Uh, so I, I ended up working there for some time and then went on to open another restaurant with them. Um, and at the time, I was actually seeing somebody and um, there they were working on the production of The Real World, uh, the show on MTV. Of course, I know The Real World. <laughs> yeah. Here in Philadelphia. Ooh, who was on the real um, world Philadelphia episode? I, I don't honestly remember too much Montana? about the Philadelphia one. It was I, it was, it was one of my least favorite ones. Yeah, <laughs> I remember it was, was like my least favorite good. one. Yeah. Now I need to look this up. Somebody needs to tweet us if they know. I know. If you don't <laughs> speak to this and you know you're going to tweet us and then we are going to really uh, share that out because dig into it. <laughs> that's it. You got to remember. I got to Google it. All right, so go ahead. Okay, so I know I can't. I can't remember. I just remember it's one a, of the girls got like a bad bed bugs or something. <laughs> but so okay. yeah, he worked on the production of the show here in Philadelphia um, and got a promotion to work on the second season. So I actually ended up leaving Star to go work on the production with him, um, where I did like various roles. I worked in the production office. I worked on a, one of the film crews, and I worked in the art department, helping to design the house. I did two seasons of that, so we we went to Austin for the first season, and then the second season in Key West, um, which was really great. Uh, I did after that. I did some 
freelance work in the production world. I did some costume designing for an independent film filmed here in Philadelphia. I worked on a couple of other reality shows, um, but then decided that I really wanted to have a little bit more stability in my life. So I transitioned into a more corporate role working um, in various different um, areas. I did event planning um, and then I eventually made it into the retail space, which is where I started my marketing career. Um, so I worked uh, at, at a company called Charming Shops, who is, I think, the largest women's retail company in the country. Uh, and then I started with brand marketing there. So I did some brand management. I worked on like on of all aspects and got some exposure to the digital world and realized that that's really where I wanted to be. Um, I ended up taking a position with IKEA USA. Their headquarters are here in uh, Conshohocken, which is right outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and that's really where I developed my career working there, um, also in various roles, but mostly specializing in digital and new media. Uh, I did one year um, in their backpacker program, which is a work abroad leadership development program for high potentials within the company, um, which was really neat. I got to experience, you know, learning about the culture and how the global organization works. I'm getting Where my hands into. I, I lived um, six months in Amsterdam and six months in a very, very small town called Elmholt, Sweden, which is where the company was born. Wow. Yes, yeah, so it was really. Uh, very, very interesting. I got to meet Ingvar and um, got to really see the the heart and soul of the company, which was really fascinating. Um, it was it was an amazing experience. And unfortunately, the program was only a year, and I had to return. <laughs> wow! But other than that, it was it was it was life changing. It was career and life changing, which was really nice. Um, uh, yeah. And then um, I I came back. I did various media uh, marketing. Um, for IKEA USA, um, decided it was just kind of the next step in my life to get back to where where it all started for me, um, working with food, which is what I love. Um, so I ended up taking a position here at Star Restaurants um, to develop their social media and digital marketing strategy. So I've been here for about seven months, uh, I think, give or take, and um, we're getting ready to start rolling out all of our plans. It's been um, a lengthy onboarding process because Star Restaurants has 32 properties and they're all unique. So I'd have, I had to familiarize myself with each individual brand, with all of its stakeholders, um, and, and really get into the, to the work that we've already been doing and figure out how we're going to kind of execute going forward. So it's been fun and challenging. Um, it's been great. And I'm excited that I was able to, uh, come back to Philadelphia really where, where I started everything. So it's really full circle. I, okay. So I have a question <laughs> for you that might be, it might be a challenging question. So the question is you had a very varied career already. You know, it's really mm -hmm. cool to hear all of your different experiences and, and your, your love of travels in there. There's basically everything that's in there. Uh, tell me, do you see in all of it, a recurring theme? Is there any theme that you could take out of your career so far? Overall, I've, always been steering towards more of the creative types of roles mm -hmm. um, and in, in industries that were very fast paced um, and very dynamic and um, required the ability to utilize my social skills. I um, love it. So naturally I ended up falling into social media. Um, it made, it was a, it was a great fit for me. Um, but always, it was always something more about, um, needing to put the customer in the center of what, everything that you're doing. Um, whether the customer is another business or an actual customer, like a guest in a restaurant. 
um, and and building around that, learning the psychology of, of how they work and their behaviors um, and figuring out how to creatively, um, you know, build upon your business goals around that. And so you talked a little bit about STAR initially. Uh, I think it's important to give our listeners to the understanding you're working with all of these restaurants and they're really not, when you think of a restaurant group, a lot of times you think of like chains, right? That there's chains, but these are, these are distinctly different restaurants, correct? Exactly. Yes. We are a boutique restaurant company. Um, so we do have 32 properties in five different markets. Um, so it's up and down the East coast where, you know, Philadelphia is our main market. Uh, we have 22 properties here. Um, they're all different. Um, some of them are like, we have some concepts that are the same concepts, but all the restaurants are different. Um, some of the menu items might be the same, but the interiors look different. Um, and they're geared more towards the neighborhood that they are in. Um, so we have 22 properties here in Philadelphia. Um, and then we're also in New York, DC, Atlantic city, and in Florida now. So you come into this position, you have to come up with a social strategy and a social plan for numerous, vastly different locations. Tell me how you approach that. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a challenge, um, yeah. but we we wanted to sort of first figure out how each of them differed. And but one of the most important things I think for us is figuring out who our customers are, because if you take a look at Star Restaurants as a whole, I mean, everyone and their mothers are our are, are customer. And so it's very difficult to figure out who and how to actually market to those people. Um, but when we look at the people that are actually active on social media or are within reach of our social media channels, um, and then take a look at each of the restaurants, um, what their strengths are, what their challenges are, and um, who our best customers are, who maybe our lapsed customers are, um, and who is a potential uh that we can bring in, we just maybe haven't reached them yet. Yeah. Um, we, we sort of did some deep dives and had a lot of conversations with um, the restaurant management staff, our directors, um, all of the chefs I've now met um, and had in-depth discussion with. Um, and we've taken sort of um, as, as much of a holistic approach as we possibly could for star restaurants, the brand in general. Um, but then, but then really got familiar with each of the restaurant, the product, what is it that we think people might talk about on social media. Um, and then we took a look at what our overall business goals were. Um, and each of them are actually pretty different for each restaurant. Right. Um, and then we tried to formulate and structure uh, a social media plan that was one able to be executed yep. on a limited resources and having to work directly with the restaurants in terms of gathering content or promotions or, you know, communicating what um, was going on in the restaurants, which has actually taken probably the most time for us. I think we spent a couple of months actually figuring out our own internal processes for communication in order to set us up to be able to build the social media plan. Of course, um, because it's not easy. So I know you're gearing up into execution now. So does, is all the content created uh, through your group and then sent out or is it created at the restaurant level? It's actually a mixture of both. For the majority of it is handled in house here at the home office. There are some of the restaurants that have decided that they wanted to handle things on their own and they're doing a great job of it. Some restaurants have decided that maybe they had one person that was working at the restaurant at the time, decided they wanted to do it on their own and then they left and now we're having to sort of pick up the pieces. Mm -hmm. So we've been spending a lot of time cleaning 
sort of all of that up. We are yeah. trying to centralize it as much as possible. That's sort of where we are right now. We just decided to get like a social content management and listening platform to help us to kind of track all of that and to be able to manage the day-to-day from a central location. But we still have to very much be in contact with the restaurants because in the end of the day, we need to make sure that we're driving traffic into into the stores. So for us, it's it's a mixture of both. It's it's a combination of coordination with the restaurants and gathering content and, and us creating it for them. Or in some cases, it is the restaurant themselves. And did this exist before you came into the role or are you creating this for Star? We have been on social media for a few years now, um, okay. but haven't really put a formal strategy behind it and haven't implemented uh, a team really dedicated to this um, before it it was something that was just sort of absorbed. So me joining the team was was really the kickoff to investing in social media from a company-wide level. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. And so are the, um, in terms of putting this into practice, did you have any challenges with the restaurants in terms of, I know you mentioned some of them wanted to do it on their own. Was it hard to get, um, sort of agreement between everybody to get everyone aligned and, and in order? I can, I can imagine that not being a small, a small task. Definitely. It definitely is because the people that work in the restaurants are the experts of that restaurant. They know better than any of us here in the office, you know, who their guests are and what their behaviors are and what they want uh, from, from service standpoint. Uh, and so, yes, we, 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 we try to be as accommodating as possible to everyone. Um, and, uh, ultimately it's going to be their decision. Um, of course it's, it's up to us centrally to make sure that everything that they're doing is on brand and, um, is, is, is legal or is, right, of um, course, is according to the guidelines. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so in that regard, they've actually been very uh, open to partnering with us and are, are eager to learn um, maybe new tactics or, you know, anything that might help them to be better at, at what they're doing on social media and marketing in general. Yeah. Um, there are, have been some instances, I would say, that, um, you know, maybe it didn't work out as smoothly as possible, in which case we may have to say we're not quite ready for that step and we're going to have to take it internally until we can figure it out. So, Got it. but, but so far it's been, um, I would say pretty seamless uh, awesome. in terms of, of getting buy-in and then okay. we'll see how the execution goes. Going forward. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, this is the year for you. I love this. This is the year. We're very This excited. is the year, Lori. I'm feeling it. Yes. So, okay. So you mentioned a couple of things. You talked about driving people into the restaurants then you talked about how some of the, the business goals for different restaurants are different. Are you, when you're planning, I know you're, you're not fully in implement, implementation mode yet, but when you measure the success of a social media presence for the restaurants, are they different based on the different goals of the restaurants? Would reach be more important to one than the other versus engagement to another? Or are you creating standards by which to measure? There will be um, some standards across the board that all restaurants will um, be reaching towards. However, yes, some of them will have um, sub-goals, if you want to call them, uh, that we would like to meet uh, in order to help to grow the business for that particular restaurant. Yes. And that some of them will also vary based on market. So for example, we've been in Philadelphia for 20 years now, just in this past September, we had our 20th uh, birthday party. Um, so we, yes, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. So, 
people know us. We don't aren't as concerned of awareness. Uh, and so that's one of our challenges is to to stay uh, top of mind for the place to eat for the market that we've been in existence for for 20 years. Whereas D.C., we have only now one restaurant there. It's doing extremely well. But the, our challenge for that restaurant is to build awareness. And the same thing with, with Miami. We're starting to build a name there. Um, so we have multiple properties there. We're going to be opening up another one this coming year. But same thing. We still need to to raise awareness um, and, and you know, try to increase visitation and consideration um, to help us keep keep us growing in that market. Is there any value or are you looking at any promotion of star the, the star restaurants? Like are, is there anything behind that or are you all about promoting the individual restaurants? My assumption would be individual, but is there any benefit and do you see any benefit to promoting star as an organization? Yeah, that's, um, we're actually in those discussions right now. Yep. Um, yep. we plan to have some sort of brand positioning for star restaurants, whereas in the past we really never have. Um, we have sort of always just, you know, it's, it's still very much operating like a startup almost, I would say, whereas right. Steven star built this brand, um, you know, from the beginning and, uh, we have just been going, 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 going. We've just been moving from one thing to another. And what's been happening is that we do feel that we do have a brand presence out there, but it's maybe not necessarily from our hearts as uh, as another company's might be. And so yeah. we are now in the position, especially with all this digital going on and people are, are just talking around us, um, we are now in a position where we have decided to build both the restaurant individually, restaurants individually and star restaurants as a brand. Uh, so that is in the works for 2016. Um, we do think that it's very important that uh, we put the restaurants in focus um, because we don't want to be seen as a chain, which is not what we are at all. So we really want to make sure that we're still seen as a boutique restaurant company and, you know, members of the community and people that are, are very passionate about what they're doing and the food that they're putting out and the service that they're providing. And so in order to do that, we do think that we need to put the focus on the restaurants. However, yes. we do think there is a bigger story to tell with star restaurants um, that people might not be aware of. Yeah, there's also there's a good B2B implication, I would imagine, in social as well, just kind of in terms of getting the attention of potential restaurants as well. Definitely. Very Definitely. cool. Very cool. Now, I know that this year is the year of Lori, and you guys are, are really heading out into doing um, you know, big stuff this year. In terms of what you've seen already from watching the restaurants, have you seen... For the restaurants, are there different networks that work better for different restaurants? Have you seen that one might have tremendous success on Instagram while the other is using Snapchat really effectively? Is there is there a difference and do you do they vary in terms of their approach right now? There is definitely a difference. I will say this, that um, we have not ventured into Snapchat uh, as of yet. This is something yep. that is on our radars. Um, yep. So we have, we are kind of really stuck in that whole Facebook, Twitter, Instagram of course, realm of course. Um, at the moment. But yes, we definitely do see more success on certain platforms than others. Um, Instagram, uh, pretty much across the board, has been the most, I would say, successful in terms of engagement um, and, and helping to tell our brand story so far. Uh, but there is differences also between different markets. New York, um, especially people are, are, Instagram is like it. I mean, that's like, you have to be on Instagram and yeah. people are, are adopting Instagram much quicker. 
um, yep. than some of the other markets that we're in. And so we're, we do see a need to put focus on, even at a restaurant level, onto some of those uh, profiles there. Um, other than that, we, we, we still very much value Facebook, um, and we do think that it's important across the board. Um, there are some restaurants that we don't even necessarily feel we need to have social profiles for um, as in a sort of strategic way, um, not, you know, specifically not have a social media profile for it. Um, and that's, we're in discussions of what to do with it there, but we are looking forward to testing out some new platforms. Um, uh, Snapchat is definitely on our radar, uh, as is Pinterest, um, and perhaps some other, uh, video, uh, ex experiential sort of things down the line, but we will see first we need to kind of get our ducks in a, yeah. in a row here of what yeah. we're currently doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys do. It, it sounds like you're doing a great kind of initial gathering of, I love how you talk to all the chefs at the restaurants. I think that's really incredible to get all of the information first, to be able to then implement a strategy that will work. I love it. Yeah. And I, we, we feel that that's the best way to do it. I mean, the, we want to keep food uh, and service in focus. We don't want to, to lose that. Um, and so it's important that we're hearing it, you know, directly from the chef's mouth. Um, or, and tasting the food. I think the first two months that I worked here, I gained 10 pounds because I Amazing. had to you actually ate. go eat at every restaurant. <laughs> All the food. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Lori, talk to me a little bit about your own personal social strategy. Have, have, are you a heavy personal social user? How do you use it? And do you think that it benefits you to use social media personally? Does it make you better at your job? Oh, I absolutely think so. I, I, First, actually, I started using social media personally while I was working at IKEA. And because I took such an interest in it personally, uh, is how this opportunity for me to, to start working in social media as a career actually happened. So I, of course, I took that and I ran with it as much as possible. Um, and eventually, the skills that I learned working with IKEA helped me to build my own personal brand. Um, online uh, and use it more personally, which is a big part of how I ended up here at Star. So for me, it's it's my whole life essentially. Um, you know, I I hate to say it sometimes, but I I live online. Um, yeah. I also have a, a very great, wonderful social life in real life, but still, I'm the people that I'm meeting with I've met online, or you know, the people that I'm I'm networking with are doing something online. So it's it's really everything is everything for. Me for me, it revolves around social media. Um, I do think that um, helping to tell your own personal brand story is very important. I think that it's opened up a lot of doors for me in terms of travel, um, in terms of, you know, building my networks. Um, and then ultimately, like I said, getting getting this position here with Star um, and, and, you know, working more towards um, helping to build other people's businesses. If you can walk the walk, then they'll trust you to do that for their company. But I, I think that it's definitely given me um, a lot of opportunity for personal growth um, and has also held me accountable for um, keeping up with my own personal life as well. So it's been really great. And so where should people follow you? And and what is your favorite restaurant for them to follow? I guess you can't say a favorite, but where, where should they follow? Give us a couple <laughs> of restaurants to follow. I won't trap you into favorite. Give us a couple <laughs> of that you should follow that you think are doing a really nice job already and tell us where we should connect with you. 
Uh, I would say some of our favorite restaurants here, at least in Philadelphia, are um, Tallulah's Garden. It's a really popular one. It's Tallulah's. Oh, that's Farm to Table, right? Yeah, Farm oh. to Table. Uh, it's a partnership between Amy, Alexi, uh, and Steam Star. Um, and it's really wonderful. The food is great. The atmosphere is great. And the other one, I would say probably like, I wouldn't say favorites, but my other favorite is Serpico by Chef Peter Serpico, probably most famous for working with David Chang at Momofuku. And he, the restaurant there, it's uh, a beautiful open kitchen with counter seating around the open kitchen. Um, so you could see them plating every dish that goes out and it, the food is spectacular and it's very refined, but not uh, too sophisticated. It's also, um, you know, uh, humble and down to earth cuisine. Um, but it's beautifully plated and everything is delicious. <laughs> so um, those are probably my two favorite here in Philadelphia, I would say, at the moment. Of course, it changes awesome. every day. So. Awesome. And where should people follow you? Um, I can be found at Lori Satrin on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and I also have a blog called The Art of Breaking Bread, which is... Ooh! Uh, yes! <laughs> um, the Art of Breaking Bread. The art I of love Breaking that. Bread, yes. Uh, that's where I tell travel stories, food stories, and I try to highlight people that are doing beautiful things around the world. Wow, fabulous. All right, so we're going to have to follow you and check that out as well. Great. I love it. Well, Lori, thanks for being on the show today. You are one fabulous social lady. Thank you so much. It was great to meet you. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerpin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.